All right, we're recording test test live on the air, James. Uh, getting ready to do this female thing. Thumb stopper. All right, good morning. Uh, this is Matthew Brown returning with the BOB uh, Brown on Brown podcast. Uh, we're with Thumb Stopper. Today I have two special guests, Amy Murphy and Kelsey Morgan, joining us in the studio. And today's topic uh, is going to be around uh, women in the technology workforce because obviously they've uh, been a minority, especially when it comes to the technical side of things, um, even operationally. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> and let's not pretend. Um, that you guys weren't itching to get in the studio and have this discussion. Thank you for letting us uh, steamroll you to come in here. Steamroll me. <laughs> All right. I said, you know, I started off, I walked in this morning. That was about five minutes ago. Traffic was horrible in Tampa. And uh, I said, okay, Amy, are you ready for this? And she goes, I feel like that's something that you say right before the top of the roller coaster ride. <laughs> And so she and she said that'll probably be followed up by screaming. I said I hope there's no screaming in the studio today. So um, obviously, uh, to get things kicked off a little bit, uh, Kelsey and Amy both um, are with That'sUs.com. So they're internal people. They work uh, both of them work closely with me as the CEO on a couple different of our software brands. And Amy's uh, probably focused, what, 75, 80% of your time in Lot Vantage, and, and Kelsey is 100% of her time in Thumbstopper. Is that right? Correct. You're about right. So what's, you know, in the technology company, mostly, what are we now? We're, uh, you know, just under 50 employees total with outsourced uh, people and just a few of your ladies here. So what's that like? What's the, you know, how do you find that balance? <laughs> I think there's, what, five of us total? Yeah, there's five total. Uh, we're about 20%, which is the industry standard for females in the industry. Okay. On the tech side? On tech side, yeah. Oh, Amy brought some statistics. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Someone came prepared. Okay, I did, at okay least. good. And, and um, so, and, and do you find any challenges in that with being a minority? I know the nice thing is, is that there's not very many people using your restroom because sometimes ours is overcrowded. Mm-hmm. That is one of the benefits. Um, also, I think it's interesting we have such dynamic personalities here, both between men and women. So it's cool that even though you only have five of us here, we're all very dominant personalities. So it works you really well. You can say that again. <laughs> it works really well that our 20%, I would say, manages to hold Man, our own for sure. Equals it out to 50-50 yeah, when it comes 50, to, 50 to strength and power. Yeah, yeah I would say so. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> and um, obviously, it's a joy working with both of you uh, for different reasons and a challenge working with both of you for different reasons. Uh, but the, I, I don't think that's a, a sex thing. I think that's just a uh, a normal thing of dealing with somebody for so many hours in the day, mm -hmm. uh, more than you even do at home. And I talk Absolutely. about that all the time. I, I, you know, it's amazing the amount of hours and energy and brain power and kind of heart that goes into being in um, any office or workplace during the day. So it, it's a it's a true dedication and you ladies balance that nicely. Well, I mean, when I got hired, I would definitely say the biggest thing that I was asked about is my personality. Sure. That we could blend well. I mm -hmm. don't think you cared what gender I was as long as I was a go-getter and that I could get along with everyone here or at the very least challenge people here enough 
and be smart enough to back up my challenge. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, good. Well, and it and it does. I mean, um, I certainly would feel differently, right, if I was one, you know, ten percent or fifteen or under twenty percent of the workforce being male. Um, you know, you guys do a nice job with that. You know, how long have you been with That's Us now? In May, it will be two years. Two years, okay. So, and and we talked about a roller coaster. Has that two years been a roller coaster? Or has that <laughs> been pretty good? Uh, I would definitely say it was a roller coaster. When I first came on, I was just an administrative assistant. I now do account management and AR manager. Uh, I deal with all of the companies mm-hmm. that you have. You've been one of the fastest growing employees to be nimble. I can remember when we hired your position, we were trying to take some administrative burden Mm -hmm. off of kind of the HR and accounting department. And you came in quickly and kind of identified how to do that. Now you come from that. You were, you were in a a kind of a legal setting before, Mm -hmm. and this is a totally different group of characters, right? Definitely. Definitely a different group of characters. And the funny thing is, is you've taken a liking to the developers. (laughs) Right, so I'm, I, I well, uh, you're I'm like, definitely geeky. So you're, yeah, you're you have become a full blown nerd if you weren't before. I mean, I see you playing magic cards over there and talking, <laughs> you know, and all dragons. the yeah Dungeons and Drag today's Dungeons and Dragons, whatever that is. But the uh, yeah, it's funny. It's just kind of funny watching you kind of maneuver through what you've done and now being fully immersed in in kind of the accounting side, operations side. So if there was one person in the organization that kind of touched all the facets of the business, you're probably the closest mm-hmm. thing to that. Mm-hmm. You talked about baseball terms, a utilitarian player. I try and be that. Yeah. Um, we actually discussed it. Me and Kelsey talked about it, where we wanted to be career-wise. And um, she's more forefront. Uh, I can't remember. Who did you say you were role modeling behind? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Who knows? But uh, I'm more behind-the-scenes kind of person. Um, I'd rather be a kingmaker than a king kind of thing. Okay, beautiful. Well, I like to hear that music. Is he going to be the king? Yeah, I like, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's good to be king. The uh, Kelsey, you're on the other side of it. Now, why yeah. I would love you siloed. You touch a lot of facets as well. Yeah. But that's only because you are a, well, how would I consider it? Like a if you were a, a, a piece of furniture, you'd be like Thor's hammer. <laughs> good piece of furniture. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say I think that you would love me siloed into kind of just the back-end operations yeah, side of yeah. it. Um, my personality, as we were talking about, the dominant side, I like having my hands in a lot of things. Sure. I just love understanding the processes, how things all run together, how what Amy does affects my team, how what I do affects the developers. Oh, you're geared operationally, do. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, And that's what I love about the size company that we are, too, being able to have the opportunity every day to work with every single facet of our organization. Yeah, it is nice. We are a nice size right now. I'm having more fun today with our company. And while there are is a parent company and three software companies, just the size we are uh, in the city that we're in, it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. We can, I, I like the nimbleness that we have to yeah. where we can pivot if we need to pivot. And Kelsey, um, you know, you've recently been able to take on some new things to you, and I know they're new to you because I've handed them to you, yeah. uh, and that's interacting with the technology side of it. You've stepped in where uh, I always believed my gift was and that I always said, I don't know that I'm a real CEO. I'm really like a tech CEO because yeah. that's where my heart's at, and, and I love the, you know, we talk about the gadgets and, the, and, the, and the, just the way tech works, and I guess that's how my mind works mm-hmm. is kind of mechanically. But you've had an opportunity to kind of step into that role, and that's a very difficult difficult role because we're really in the business of doing one thing, and that is eliminating human labor 
in through software, yeah. right? And and building things and eliminating problems that ultimately do one thing, eliminate human labor. So it's fun to see, uh, you know, it's been fun to see you kind of transcend over into that role. Um, and while I don't always agree with you uh, on some of the things that we're doing, I certainly respect, you know, that game of you being able to shift over and do that. So that's been real cool to watch. Yeah, it's probably my favorite part of what I'm learning and keep developing my side of things as well. So Now here, we're going to break outside of the norm here because my podcast never includes cue cards. I know the, pro <laughs> the production guys are dying yeah. to bring in the cue cards, and I threw them the other day and said, no, I like off the cuff because I think that people today um, can read and listen to things that are rehearsed. And I didn't want, I didn't want this to turn into that. As a matter of fact, you know, my listeners and, and, uh, viewers will hear me, uh, talk about this podcast is like a reality show and a podcast had a baby. Right. <laughs> and so there, you know, while, the, you know, we try to be somewhat organized about a topic, sometimes we get off, but being that we have what? ladies on this show, I have paper here in front of me, and there's all. some things. Right, look at this. <laughs> I've got to get my glasses on. Um, well, we've touched on most of it. We ha um, did we really? So I, I did it without even looking at back. I actually uh, went into a couple things. There was a few things that we didn't touch on. So what do you want to touch on, Amy? Let's do that. Let me fold the paper up and well, come on. So on let's reverse the <laughs> so deal. This is only a surprise for yes. me. Yes, <laughs> I mean they handed me papers this morning, and I'm like, ladies, this is not how I do podcasts. <laughs> for me, coming, I actually looked for a technology company when mm -hmm. I came here. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, money. Yeah. 100% is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what it, some of what attracts me to the technology space. It's, um, like you said, it is a lower margin of females in the industry. So I'm competing less against them. And this industry is huge. Uh, on the accounting side, I see how we're flourishing, everything's going on. And I knew I wanted to come into a company like that. I knew I had to be aggressive to come into that. And that's one of the challenges I definitely. I knew I was going to have to go against was sure um, the tech guys that I love hanging out with. You know, I don't always speak their language, um, so I kind of have to have a, a go between speak <laughs> to understand. <laughs> now, languages in like Chinese <laughs> versus English, or languages More like coding. In, you know, okay, um, coding um, language. They'll start. Gotcha. We'll, we'll have a casual conversation, and then they they start talking Nerd about out. the program. <laughs> yeah, they start nerding sure. out on a level I can't keep sure, up with. Sure, sure. And Love proving it. that I'm smart enough when I don't necessarily speak their language, that's yeah. difficult. Yeah. That's one of well, the Well, and I'll tell you, that's probably what, um, very early on in my career, one of the few corporate jobs I ever took was I was a technical recruiter. And kind of the same way you did, mm -hmm. I fell in love with the personalities um, of these guys and gals that uh, wrote code. And, and I just interviewed our first uh, being Life of a Developer podcast, uh, which should be coming out shortly. But I, I fell in love with the personalities of those people who were typically viewed as antisocial. No, they're great. And, and they, they, yeah, they are. They're funny. They're sarcastic. <laughs> they're um, mechanically minded. They're dry, <laughs> right? And, and, I, and I can get along with that personality. And, but the challenge becomes um, sometimes they're so delved into the nerdy, techie things that you lose the operational side. And developers sit down with me all the time and they say, we gave up operations exactly what they wanted, mm -hmm. right? And, and sometimes they do, but a lot of times they don't because they're talking a different language. Mm -hmm. So having a, an intermediary and a bridge that can back up and, and, and admit and go, 
wait a minute, don't get too deep into the weeds. And I tell attorneys this all the time. <laughs> Your job is to translate the Chinese. I don't want to learn how to speak Chinese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that that's what lawyers do. I, I give you something to do and you write it in Chinese. Or something's written in Chinese and I need to understand it. I don't want to learn Chinese. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But, I, you know, so you communicate on the business front. And, and that's what I was speaking yeah. to what Kelsey's doing. When you can unwind that side of it, um, then, then you can really, you know, make magic happen with the tech people. Yeah. I think that, um, like you mentioned, moving kind of transitioning in the role and as Thumbstopper's taken off doing that as well, I've done the same thing, being able to understand a little bit more. I can't write code, but I can understand at the end of the day, what the code you're writing is going to do for the user and for us operationally and for project planning and things like that. Um, and it has been, it's been a completely different thing than I ever did before coming here. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, beautiful. And I love that the podcast about women has transcended into something more about just your roles in business, because I'm a believer in um, everyone having equal opportunities. And to, to me, um, the emotional stability, V talks about this all the time, the emotional stability is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And if I were going to spin it back to, um, you know, the female side of things. But what I've learned about just working closely with women, both at home and at work, is the emotional stability um, through everything is really what reigns. And, mm-hmm. and I think you two have, have just done a nice job of, of kind of that side of it. That's what, you know, people are not into what you're qualified to do. People and employers are into, you know, what you can make happen and how you can execute. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I certainly have found that, you know, our top executors, uh, for the most part, have been female. I mean, we've been doing this employer of the quarter, and not that it's worked out this way, but from only a 20% or less than 20% of our workforce, they've dominated, <laughs> you know, performance yeah. measures in the workplace. And I, and I think that's important to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, because statistics don't lie, numbers don't lie, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, and 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 that's something that was interesting to me thinking about this podcast when I was stuck in traffic this morning, um, and some of the things that have touched me about. And I don't think about it that way. For me, it's you know we've had um, just about everything you can imagine, you know, from uh, you know uh, individual races mm-hmm. uh, to people with different religious beliefs. Um, you know, we had an employee that went through the full. They started as an employee, as a male employee, mm-hmm. and by transition the and, and transitioned completely. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something: that was a, you know, a, a learning experience for all of us because you know we'd come together as a company and said, "Look, this is a you know a great employee." And yeah. for those of you, if I hear one negative thing, I don't care if you're the number two person in this company. I hear one negative thing. I think you know. I know you were here, Amy. I think for that overview, or was that right after you? It was uh, right before. Uh, Right before me. Right before you. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And and so, so, so my point was, is if I hear one negative thing about race, creed, Mm -hmm. color, uh, sexual orientation, uh, it's, it's, there will not be a, a warning, right? Mm -hmm. There's no warning for that. Um, because there's no place for it. The same way that I deal with politics in the workforce, you know, to me, we were talking about culture the other day and, you know, women and men in the workplace is all about culture. Yeah. Uh, and, and the marketing guys are like, oh, we got a, you know, we got a driving range inside of our uh, office and we've got uh, a beer keg and we've got pool tables. And, and, I, and I had to stop for a second and go, wait, 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 that's all new stuff. 
the culture is all about coming to work and not worrying about somebody having a closed door. And this happens all the time in office spaces. I hear the horror stories yeah. from my friends about the the doors closed and you're someone's an outcast and these people are picking on them. That's the society we live in. It's like we don't deal with some bullies. We don't realize how many bullies we deal with. So I hate politics mm -hmm. and that's where the culture starts is that you can come here every day and not worry about whether you're black, white, Hispanic, you know, and that's how every workplace should sure, be. Yeah. But I, but I'm <laughs> but I'm okay with that statement. Um and I think it takes a lot of courage. It does. And all of that, like everything you go through when you're growing up and dealing with bullies and everything does, to bring it full circle, come back into the workplace. Yeah, so yeah, sure does. Amy and I both come out of much larger corporations um, and deal with a lot of that, whether it's bullying, like flat out bullying or just corporate bullshit bullying to where, yeah. okay, great. I didn't hit my sales quota. So even though I'm the best Happens person a for lot. this job, even though I have the best team, even though I'm doing the best, I don't get to be a part of your old boys club and be promoted yep. for certain reasons. So. Certainly. People who are in management positions and make decisions based on um, who they like versus who's performing well for that position are the same people that hire their family and friends. And that business, if they're the top leader, will ultimately fail. Or that business, if they're not the top leader, will ultimately suffer because mm -hmm. of that bullshit. Uh, the reason I originally pitched this was because... Yes, I do think there's a there's double sides for women in the workplace. I do think that women need to step it up and they need to push to be in mm -hmm. the industry. But I also think the industry needs to accept them more. And I believe wholeheartedly this culture, you have given us complete opportunities to succeed or fail. Mm -hmm. um, you've laid it on my plate. Hey, here are 10 opportunities. I don't think you were expecting me to pick up eight of the 10. <laughs> um, but that's because I'm aggressive and I wanted to do it. And I think... Absolutely. I think if you had more women who are willing to take that extra step, I think this 20, 80% wouldn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we need more people like you, more people, our companies like this sure. in order to make this change. Absolutely. And let me tell you something. Um, we don't hire to 20%, all the mm -hmm. things that I just went over. We just don't see enough women. And I've got exactly. two, I've got two teenage daughters. I've repeated that a couple of times. One of them knows exactly what she wants to do. She starts college next year. She wants to be an accountant. She's very focused, straight A student, you know, perfect. Uh, child, except for this new boyfriend. And He's very polite. Yes, he is a very polite boy. Um, I, and I, I'll be particular about any of those. Nobody could win that. The, nobody's uh, going to win the battle with the dad. Nobody's going to win the battle with the dad. I know. And then I've got a younger daughter who, um, you know, I asked her what she wants to do. And she says, I don't want to do anything. And I say, well, why is that? And she says, because I'm lazy. <laughs> right? And so what I, what I try to tell her is, is that don't worry about the... Um, focus of whether you have to go to college is is think about what you really excel in and want to do and then I can kind of help guide that yeah. so um, if we saw more qualified people uh, regardless again of men or women we're hiring qualified people absolutely and I think that's what's hard for women to kind of shift into the tech industry is that it takes a certain personality and not everybody has a personality that is willing to have equal conversations with men and battle with them, sometimes on a day-to-day -day basis in order to get things done. Well, you have no um, <laughs> weakness that. around that because you and I have banged uh, heads together before and, and disagreed. So Yes. Yeah, what, which is what it takes. Exactly. I mean, uh, and that's, that's my point is it, it's difficult to be able to do that maybe in personal lives even, but then to take it into a workplace where it's your career and know that you're doing that and truly believe in why you're doing it, it's hard for 
a lot of women anyways. So it's already intimidating on the front end to put yourself in a position to come and interview to work for a company like this. And then once you're in it, to make sure that you stay, you have to develop and adapt. And so it's a whole personality thing that a lot of women may not feel comfortable doing anyways. That's a great perspective. And, uh, you know, furthermore, the balance becomes so much better. I mean, if you look at the most violent places on the planet, it's where women have been you know, oppressed the most mm-hmm. and that they've been, you know, if they're educated, they're removed out of power. If they're, I mean, all, throughout history, if you look at some of the atrocities that have happened to women and where women have been extracted from positions of power in the world, that's the most violent places on the, on earth. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, um, anything else you guys want to add? This is a, a great little segment. We've been in here 20 minutes. We appreciate uh, those that have tuned in. We hope that you found um, what was supposed to be titled Boss Bitches of the Workplace. <laughs> we didn't I, wanted Cardi to, B. I wanted to encourage you. I don't think we can. Oh. <laughs> but I would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether we can either. I mean, but I'm using music and this thing that, that <laughs> inspires me. So if it's Cardi B that inspires you, you get that Cardi B. You know it. All right, ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, subscribe to Brown on Brand at thumbstopper.fm or wherever fine podcasts can be found.